Once upon a time, the Flatiron Building was a member of my family. My maternal grandfather, Abraham Braun, along with three others, one of them a hungry young man named Harry Helmsley, purchased it from the Equitable Life Assurance Society in 1946. My grandfather died soon after, in January 1947, four and a half years before I was born. He was 53. Those who knew him spoke of him with admiration. His two daughters adored him. He was a Hungarian Jew from Transylvania who arrived in America when he was 19 years old. Upon landing in New York, the young immigrant found opportunity everywhere. At various times he built garages, bought and rented out two family homes, manufactured buttons, dresser sets, and pocketbooks, and was in the wholesale grocery business. He married my grandmother, Sarah Koenig, a Polish Jew, in 1921. During the Depression, he lost everything. But by the late 30s, he was solvent again. He began buying real estate, a little at a time, in partnerships with friends, putting up whatever cash he could scrape together, and using his previously purchased and heavily mortgaged properties as collateral. By the early 1940s, his investments were making enough money to send each of his daughters to college. He insisted they attended universities outside of New York. My aunt attended the University of Wisconsin, my mother the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and study something practical. My mother majored in chemistry and became a professor. All women, he told them, should have a career. They should not depend solely on their husbands. Hardly the typical advice a father gave his daughters in those days. My grandfather, Helmsley, and their two additional partners paid $1,050,000 for the Flatiron Building. The four men together put $30,000 down on the purchase price. Equitable Life gave them a mortgage for the balance at a rate of 3%. The price was quite a bargain. The Flatiron had cost $2 million to build in 1902, but in the aftermath of the Second World War, the economy was in recession and real estate prices were depressed. The central story of the Flatiron begins in the late 19th century and concludes at the start of the Great Depression. In between, a lot of people in America got very, very rich. They parked their capital in New York, where everything was for sale, especially land, any piece of land, no matter how small. When the Flatiron was erected on what seemed an impossibly tiny, narrow triangle in the middle of an intersection, New York was in the midst of a huge construction boom. Speculators were tearing down the ubiquitous four- and five-story brownstones and wooden houses, replacing them with those newfangled structures called skyscrapers.